Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Probably just as easy to answer the question is what I don't want to see. I don't want to see 10 guys in the field. I don't want to see... Uniforms off after we're done playing, sunglasses on, Gilligan's hats on, interviews during the game. Um, that's what I don't want to see. Um, but we'll communicate all of that. No Gilligan hats during preseason games. What's wrong with Gilligan hats during preseason games? What's wrong with interviews during preseason games? See, this is where you get a tangible indication of how bad it was last year in Denver. This is the kind of rebuild that Sean Payton needs to engage in, all the way down to no Gilligan hats and no in-game interviews during the preseason. They want to use those preseason games as true dress rehearsals to fix some of the problems they had in 2022. Good morning, Christopher. PFT Live is on the air, at least for now, on a Wednesday morning. Yo, yo, what's up? I have whoa, no there's our hat. Gilligan's hat right there. Yeah. Oh, whoa, hey, hey, I like whoa, that whoa. one. Okay, hey, what's up there, guy? How you doing? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yours, yours looks a little like the hat Judge Smales bought and got a free bowl of soup in, in uh, Caddyshack. I don't know. It's tie-dyed <laughs> to fit your... Your uh, your habits, I guess. Mine's your, purple. Yeah, my my head. I we know why yours is it. purple, there, Mister Vikings fan. You and uh, you, Kirk Cousins sent that that hat for you. He just wanted you to have that. He thought that would be very nice to, funny. for you to have. Uh, hey, he, so, none of those hats, man. He doesn't want that. Uh, Sean Payton, as he gets older, other than you know the incident he had with talking about Nathaniel Hackett and all that. He seems to be getting more and more like Bill Parcells, right? It's just kind of he's laying down the law everywhere, and he wants things done a certain way. And, you know, this ain't band camp for for Sean Payton. It's football, and he wants everybody to be, you know, on their P's and Q's, and it's business time. And he's trying to change that around there and and get everybody to buy into his way. And I can only assume that the Gilligan Hats ban includes no skipper hats and none of Lovey Howell's hats. That was one of the great flaws. And not that 
it was easy to suspend disbelief anyway for the entire Gilligan's Island premise. But for a three-hour tour, the howls brought, like, you know, trunks of luggage <laughs> You're right. wardrobe right. changes. And <laughs> Lovey had a bunch of I never thought hats. about that. Right, I, yeah, yeah. I guess they realized it wouldn't make for good TV if they had the same clothes on all the time. They got rattier and rattier over the course of the series, especially they didn't, they didn't know how long the series was going to last. So, yes, the howls had a a broad array of clothing for what was a three-hour tour. It's been a long time since I've seen the show, right? It was like little bit as I was growing up. They were still showing reruns and all that, and I did watch it. But, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I probably would get a chuckle of going back and watching and seeing you know, some of the unrealistic things that you would find in that TV series. I think it's probably harder to find the realistic things. Than the unrealistic things. They had the perfect bamboo huts that they had just, you know, fashioned by hand. No, no uh, wildlife on the island they had to worry about, except every once in a while something crazy would happen. I, I mean, they milked that premise as much as they could. And I remember as a kid, I loved that show, but I was very distressed. I was emotionally invested in the characters and I desperately wanted them to get home. I mean, when you think about it, it is kind of a dark idea that these people are sucked away from their home indefinitely. <laughs> and they and no one's looking for them apparently. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. They're left on this island and and uh you know all sorts of zany shenanigans happen, but I I remember just being very upset that these people could not go home. Yeah, you looked I remember at it as that dark. As a kid. I, you looked at it as dark. I looked at it as damn. I, I, I could have be stuck there with Ginger and Mary Marianne. I, I looked at it as a positive in a lot of ways. Maybe I need to be stuck there with them. That's interesting. And, and who knows? Uh, I wish we didn't bring all those 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 trunks of clothes and everything there. I mean, that's where my mind went as a young kid. <laughs> Well, see, and that's the difference uh, between you and me. I was going to say, and you used to pee off the porch, but I used to pee in the garbage can, so that balances out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted these people to go home. I mean, there's no place like home, and they were stuck away from their home. It, <laughs> yes. You know, it reminds me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, a, a hard right turn here. I've been thinking a lot about Back to the Future because I keep finding these Biff car covered in poop from the scene where he bashes into the truck and the manure falls Great out. Scene, Hot Wheels right. makes a version with the poop on the car. I've got like five of them. All the things for me to hoard in this world. Anytime I go to the grocery store and I see the Biff car covered in manure, I buy it. So I have five. My son had to have an intervention. And I say, I think I've, you've got enough. I don't think you should buy any more of the Biff poop covered cars. Anyway, when they originally started filming Back to the Future, I don't know if you knew this. Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly, and they hated him. And the reason they hated him is he read that script as a very dark and ominous and sad experience for this kid who gets sucked back in time and is faced with this existential reality of his, ex of his existence being wiped out. So anyway, maybe, maybe uh, I would have gotten fired too from Gilligan's Island because I would have seen it as a very dark uh, and foreboding premise not something that is happy-go-lucky and there they are there i've got are. three of them down in the barn from last night great work control room three of the biff poop covered cars i'm going to start selling them at some point i had room for three i've got two more stashed 
And I resolved a while ago, whenever I see one at the store, I'm going to buy one. What is it? What is it? Putting them like, out. What exactly is being sold? Like, it's just a picture, a random picture you see at the store? No. no. What is it's, it? They have a Hot Wheels. It's Hot Wheels. It's, it's Hot Wheels. Okay, Hot okay, Wheels. okay, okay. That's why I wasn't sure and exactly. Got I the, missed that. They've got the regular cheap Hot Wheels. And then they've got the little higher-end Hot Wheels, and there's a rack with the higher-end Hot Wheels, and they have these Back to the Future that just pop up from time to time. I bought the Back to the Future DeLorean once, and that's out of the case. You know, you're not supposed to take it out of the case. It loses value. It goes from $0.75 cents to $0.74. Cents. But I got the DeLorean that with the, the, you know, the time machine with the back end and all that stuff, how it looked in the movie. And then I started seeing this, the Biff poop-covered Ford. And uh, I, the first one I thought was hilarious – and then when I was back there like two weeks later. It's like, oh, my God, there's another one. Well, I got to get another one. I never thought I'd find one. So then I go back again. There's another one. I feel like somebody's messing with me. Well, yeah, they keep sending them. They're like, hey, hey, those, those, those Biff poop-covered cars, they, they keep selling in this place in West Virginia. Some idiot, some idiot every time he sees one has to bring one back to the house. As they're, as they're examining the charts of the, the worldwide right. sales of the poop-covered Biff mobile, Supply they demand. see a spike <laughs> yeah. at one grocery store in West Virginia. Keep so let's keep them there. sending more and more. Well, that's it. I'm going to keep buying them. I'm gonna, they're going to keep sending them. I'm going to keep buying them. Uh, At some funny. point, I'm going to have my own store that has one product for sale, the Biff poop-covered car. Anyway, the, the, back to Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I was always sad <laughs> for those you. people. I really was. I was a caring child. I actually cared well, about Well, we know people. how much you like Contrary home. Contrary to popular opinion. Yeah, so that, that would be a tough yes. one for you. Yes, yes. Yeah, we, I, I understand. Did you wear, ever wear a bucket hat on the sideline of a game? Mm -hmm. Ever wear a Gilligan I don't think hat I did during a game. I had to have... Eat a hot dog? Oh, my gosh. Look, you're during pulling during out. See, this oh, is what no. Matt Casey doing the, the producing today. He's bringing out all the hits. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> oh, man. Hang on. Is that intentionally? Is that intentionally off center, or did you just not know how to wear it? I, I, it's probably like in the heat of the moment. I think that's Sal Palantonio, right? That's right after I think we locked up the NFC South in two thousand five, and probably just threw it on in, in haste, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to wear. You know what you got there? A little. Hey, to you left. know what you got there? A, a, oh my god! A name I was reminded of yesterday. Yeah. But can we go back to the other one? You got, you got a little vibe going on in this other one. A name that popped up yesterday as we were considering some quarterbacks that theoretically can never win a Super Bowl, Todd Marinovich. You got a little Todd Marinovich yeah, vibe in that. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, hey, lefty quarterback, really white, you know. Uh, some muscles, maybe we can, we can, you know, there, like, my, like, <laughs> my dad wasn't no, a psycho don't, don't. with his dad. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, all right, right. We, we, we can scroll past that one before we say something that we shouldn't, uh, you, you, you had the, uh, that was the post game. Was that hanging with Eli? Yeah. This I, I, is hanging with Eli. Yeah. My one chance I was going to yeah. get to play at the old giant stadium and I got hurt a few weeks before it. So I didn't get a chance to do it, but Yep, that was a cold, windy did you, day. Did you were you wearing Warren Sapp's clothes in that? I, right. I mean, I was looking at that too. That was kind of the style, the baggy jeans and all that, right back then. And yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I look at old pictures sometimes. and I go, man, I can't believe I dressed like that. Well, how could have that? Been, how could have that been in style? How? Oh man! But the 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 Gilligan's hat, like I did wear it, but it was like training camp, right? Training camp. It, or a walkthrough at training camp, something where, okay, they tell you, hey, you don't have to wear your helmet here today, right? A walkthrough period or a walkthrough practice, something like that. Man, 
Tampa, Tennessee definitely had to have it because, Sun. of course, yeah, yeah. It protected protected the back of your neck and, and, and those areas that, of course, just get crushed during a, a football training camp. Swap neck. Swap neck. Swap ass. Well, and uh, as a quarterback, you I don't mentioned... want to put sunscreen on all the time, Mike. You, you can, you know, relate to that where I didn't want sunscreen everywhere because you put it on your arms and it's on your hands. And now, you know, now swamp ass is already making it hard enough to grip the football. Now you add lotion to the mix and it's, it's going to be really slippery and tough to grab. So, you know, quarterbacks, you're reluctant to do that kind of stuff during training camp because you feel like it's going to affect your performance. I mentioned in passing the idea of eating a hot dog on sideline of a preseason game. That was something Mark Sanchez of the Jets once did, and Sanchez was on the team the last time they were on hard knocks. They're back on hard knocks. Last night was the debut, and I didn't realize we had a homework assignment to watch hard knocks, so I'm just going to go ahead and admit to the teacher right now, I didn't watch it. What? Did you watch it? You didn't watch it? What were you? I, I just can't believe it. I'm, I'm so disappointed in you. I didn't watch, watch it. it today. You do. You're going to enjoy it. And in fact, I'm going to throw out a big statement, but it's as good as the first show as I've ever seen with Hard Knocks, right? It is. We've wow. never had access to a star of stars like this who embraces it and they show the whole organization embracing him as well, and that that love affair it, it's it's pretty incredible, Mike. I can't remember one where we had you know one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football, and he just is mic'd up at every practice and you know all over the show, and you just see the camaraderie in which he's creating there and the excitement he's creating there. Mike, you're, you're going to really like it. You really are. It, it's one of those where I'm sitting there with my wife and my son, Philip, and my Philip within five minutes is like, I think I'm going to root for the Jets this year, right? I mean, he's like, I, but this, this is awesome. He was in awe. Now he's a 13-year-old kid, but you know what I'm saying. It was well done and how they did it and, of course, made everybody look godly and, and which they do at Hard Knocks. Shereen Williams is our in-house Hard Knocks correspondent. She draws the assignment of watching the show and posting on it as she's watching it if there's something newsworthy, compelling, something that would be entertaining to the audience. And I think she has become jaded, not just by hanging around me, but jaded by the fact that Hard Knocks typically has not been very good because I got this feedback from her when I asked her last night if there was anything on Hard Knocks Worth Posting, she said, 50 minutes of my life I will never get back, sterile, very little behind the scenes. So so she's got she's got thumbs down. You've well, got thumbs it, up. Well, she's got thumbs down. That sounds, you know, it, she, she got on me for my Kellen Mond evaluation and said, you know, oh, I'm crazy, and, and then now's my time to give it back. Shireen, you're crazy. You're, you're not a TV producer. That's one thing we can cross off the list for you. <laughs> uh I mean, you you probably heard Matt Casey in your ear. He 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 disagrees. It, it's pretty cool. It well, is. he's a Jets fan. Well, Jets I understand, so but this is one where I think baby. you're gonna you're gonna get chills and you know and and be like, wow, this is pretty amazing. One, you 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 see Rodgers, and hey, one of the reasons you've heard me say, hey, he's too good to be this, you know, uh, what do I want to say, non-aggressive or checking the ball down, be a check. I mean, you see that right away. They're all in awe of him throwing the football. You know, the throws he makes, the throws they show, he's still capable of incredible things with his right arm. And, Mike, they just have a few parts of, 
you know, the players being in awe. Like, did you see that laser? Oh, my gosh. And the coaches being in awe. And wait till you get to the part where you see McCole Hardman. Like, he's he's four and he's seeing Mickey Mouse at Disney World once again. Like, that that's what it is, right? Except he's 25 and Mickey Mouse is Aaron Rodgers. And he's they're in the stretch line. And it's like he forgot he's in the stretch line. He's just like, I can't believe I'm here with you. I mean, I grew up with you. I mean, this is a he just is gushing. And Rogers is like shaking his head and he goes, Oh man, you're you're gonna age me again, huh? Is that what you're doing one more time? You know, I mean it really is funny. Uh and it, it was a it was a cool thing. So I think you'll enjoy it later today. Matt Casey pointed out it was shades of the Chris Farley interview of Paul McCartney from SNL <laughs> right, right, years ago. Right, yeah, yeah, Farley good... just couldn't contain himself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it was kind of like that throughout. And then you know, hey, you know, like Robert Sala admits and and says, a lot of those guys they haven't been around a guy like this before, and and there's not a lot of these guys that go around. You named it yesterday. You said it. He's the last man standing. You know, the last old man standing. I mean, guys like this, this is Rodgers, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, of course. It's Brett Favre. It, it's a short list of really, really special players, in my opinion, that have this type of effect and, and you know, uh, through the locker room and the league, and, and that's the Jets are experiencing it. And I think even the coaches are in awe of what they're seeing in as far as a control, a detail, a talent standpoint, everything that goes into Rodgers on the football field. When the Jets finally reluctantly accepted their involuntary assignment to be on hard knocks, one of the things Aaron Rodgers said is that, that Liv Schreiber, the narrator, one yeah. Good things about the series, and he looked forward to meeting him. And my response was, well, he's not going to actually be there. I mean, he's going to be in a booth somewhere reading the copy, but apparently there's a He shows up. Schreiber actually there. And, I, you know, one thing I was wondering that I never – I think – I don't think I've said this. I know I didn't write about it. They got this strike right now with actors and writers. I wondered whether or not Schreiber was even going to show up for this. Oh, I right? Agree. He's yeah. an actor. I don't know where the whole picket line right. etiquette goes. I mean – I'm a member of SAG after I you am may as be well. too, whether yeah. you realize it or not, they I got am. a hell of a health plan. Right. And it at least has crossed my mind, frankly, and I apologize in advance to any of the suits at NBC, it has at least crossed my mind that I should respect the picket line of SAG after. And uh, I reserve the right to do so with or without notice. But uh, I just wondered how that was all gonna happen with with uh with Liv Schreiber and the the pending strike. But uh, apparently it didn't stop him from his hard knocks assignment. I guess since it's not scripted, I don't know. They script the narration. Who's yeah. writing the narration? Yeah, right. That's where I it mean, gets somebody, really weird. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, but you know, I know. It's it's hey, it's a it's a big part of his life and his income, I'm sure. And gosh, it's the number one thing I think of him now is his voice on hard knocks. I I I don't even as much as think of him as an actor and some of the things he's done there. I'm always like, oh yeah, the hard knocks guy. You know, and Rodgers gave him some some love before it all started, and yeah, he wanted to show up and see the the show, the spectacle. Uh, it, it was pretty cool, and and he was funny, and he was watching. One of the funny things he says is he goes, you know, these guys aren't they're not as big as I thought they were going to be. He's like, 
it's actually comforting, <laughs> you know, because he's seeing Rodgers and some of the receivers and the running backs. And, of course, yeah, as you know, I think a lot of people get surprised sometimes. They go, oh, they, they build these guys up in their mind and think everybody's six four, two seventy, 270. And it's like, no, the NFL's got a lot of five nine two oh fives and a lot of you know five ten two tens and you know Garrett Wilson what is he six two or three a hundred and eighty pounds so uh it's when you see Makai Becktons of the world and and that crew that's when it starts to jump on you but he was he was great and Rodgers was really great with them I think I was talking recently about that when I saw the Dolphins players all file in for a preseason game in Pittsburgh some 18 years ago. They all looked normal except for Junior Seau. That's when I wanted to go yeah. run and hide when Junior yeah. Seau showed up. The rest <laughs> of them just looked like normal guys you'd see walking around. So uh, I wanted to delay watching Hard Knocks until my workout because I'm always looking for something I can watch to get me through the hour on the bike. So I, 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 I'll watch it while I'm working today now i feel like there may be something in there that i can parlay i think there will be post so i think there will I'll be. watch it as soon as we're done today i failed although in my defense i didn't realize it was the assignment because i didn't really look all that closely at the outline if i had seen the outline i would have known i was supposed to watch it i still wouldn't have watched it i still wouldn't have watched it oh we'll, yeah we'll yeah, check it out. yeah all right well we got the rundown at 546 last night i don't know somebody you know, you gotta I get, you got better it. things to do i don't know i skimmed it i skimmed it i skimmed it. it's a long day lay off me i'm starving that's right around dinner time lay off me i'm starving i was actually on the bike at the time too i can't be responsible for any texts i get while i'm working out because i look at them and i forget all about what came through. I'm better off not looking at them at all while I'm trying to get in my workout. All right. Uh, so, verdict, hard knocks, good. For me, incomplete. I'll, I'll give you a full report tomorrow Please if do. I remember after I, after I uh, consume the full hour of the program. And then we move on. I'm thinking, were the commanders ever on hard knocks? They've never been a hard knocks team. But they were one of the finalists this year to be told they have to do it. And they could be, Chris, they could be the in-season Hard Knocks team that there it's it's funny all the speculation and all the chatter and all the talk focuses on who the preseason Hard Knocks team is going to be we've now had two straight years of in-season Hard Knocks Cardinals and then the Colts or Colts and then the Cardinals I can't remember what the order was I think it was Cardinals then Colts Mm -hmm. and 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 nobody ever talks about well who's that team going to be my understanding is that with the commanders, they wanted to wait until the sale was finalized before doing anything, but they were under consideration for both preseason and in-season. So to the extent that they end up being the in-season hard knocks team, I don't, I don't know if I guess that it doesn't really reach back to the preseason. If it does, interesting scene coming out of yesterday. Here is head coach Ron Rivera talking about the players on offense adjusting to Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who after all those years in Kansas City and couldn't get a head coaching job, decided he needed to go somewhere else and prove that he can be a great offensive coordinator on a team with a defensive head coach. Here's Rivera talking about Bieniemy's impact on the Commanders' offensive players. Going back to Bieniemy and his intensity, have players had to kind of adapt to that and have any, I guess, sort of struggled with that at times? Yeah, I mean they have, and 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 one of the biggest things is 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 you know, and I've I had a number of guys come to me and I say, hey, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you, you know, and and I think you know, I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it, it's been it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. 
Um, you know, you, you, again, you're getting a different kind of player from, from the players back in the past, um, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. Um, and a lot of you also got to take for where they've been. I mean, guys coming from certain programs are used to it. Guys come from other programs aren't as much. So, you, you know, us as a coach, you know, I, I kind of have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. You know, Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and he's not going to change and, and, and because he believes in it. Jack has his approach. You know, um, having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try and figure guys out a little bit more as opposed to, hey, this is it, this is the way it's going to be, that type of stuff, where Eric Eric hasn't had that 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 uh, that experience yet. Just that when they came to you, it was just they felt like Eric was riding them too hard? or Well, um, they just were a little concerned. You know, I love studying facial expressions, demeanor, manner of responding to questions. And didn't it seem at first like that question was either – expected or planted the way he responded it was like he 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 was waiting for the button to be pressed so he could start giving the answer that he was going to give didn't didn't it come off that way to you i i i i hear you there i i wonder if he was got getting some of those questions already you know a little bit off to the side or when you're coming off the field or something like that i do i, I know what you mean it seemed like he was ready for it for sure you know, there's a part of me that may, may, may be. And listen, coaches, they send messages. You know, maybe this was a message a little bit to uh, to Eric Bieniemy to, hey, you know, this is something maybe you can improve about your coaching style. And he says it there to kind of send that message. You know, he was he said it. He was delicate with it. I don't think he went overboard with it. You know, my my thing is this, Mike. This is where I really look at it, right? We know this. We know that Eric Bieniemy is no nonsense, no BS. Probably part of the reason he's not a head coach and and got stuck there in Kansas City so long because I think he's frank and 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 curt and everything with owners and whoever. But the, you know the 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 thing I look at, Mike. So many players don't really realize what the work and what has to be done to be a championship football team, right? They don't. They think they know. They've been told stories and whatever else. But there's a reason we hear, you know, Nick Saban, it's brutal there, right? Kirby Smart in Georgia, it's tough, right? Oh, Bill Belichick training camps, torture, right? Andy Reid, we last week, we who we were talking with our all our NBC crew, he's famous for running really hard training camps. Because you know what? The season's really hard to get to the Super Bowl. It's really hard. Remember Michael Strahan, all-time great giant, right? Tom Coughlin comes into town, and it's like, what? Whoa, this is too much work. This is too hard. Tom Coughlin's going, no, no, I've been the coach on some Super Bowl teams. This is what it takes. And that's where I think there's a little disconnect between, yeah, the current state of the player, where they've been, what they've been a part of, and they don't realize what Mahomes and Kelsey and company have been doing there to be at three out of the last four Super Bowls. I understand that. And I fully support the mindset of sometimes you got to coach guys hard. Sometimes you got to get their attention. This is a team that has not done great things recently, and it's a team that hasn't finished strong. That's how you lay the foundation for a strong finish. You have a tough start that builds that callus, both on your body and on your mind and soul, where you're ready to go and you're ready to 
to do what needs to be done to be as competitive as you can be. There was just something about the way Ron Rivera responded to the question that created the not-so-subtle sense that it was a problem the way that Biennemi is handling it. Yeah, they came to me. They were concerned. Not, yeah, they came to me, but I said, hey, guys, suck it up. It's football. Suck it up, Buttercup. It's football season. You signed up for this. This is the way it goes, baby. You get coached hard. You Once you start playing better, then you don't get coached hard. That's what was surprising to me. And, Chris, you know, when you listen to what Rivera said and how he said it, this isn't going to help Eric Bannemi get a head coaching job next year. Well, I mean, this isn't going to be a feather in his cap. The fact that this is an issue, the fact that it's being talked about openly, that it's, it, I just was surprised given Bannemi's chronic inability to get serious consideration for a head coaching job. And then this gets thrown out there, which would justify some of the teams that have not hired him in the positions they've taken in the past, and it could spark others to not take him seriously in the future. I just think it's unfortunate. Didn't do the enemy any favors creating this idea that it was some sort of a problem that he's too intense. It shouldn't be a problem. He's trying to get these guys ready to go play yeah. football season and win games in a tough NFL. Maybe maybe long term it'll be a positive, right? I don't I didn't think he was too harsh in what he how he put it, Ron Rivera, you know. One and, and and two, hey, the the big thing is going to be the results on the football field and and what what we all see from that offense and how they play. And then maybe he's doing this to, in 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 the big picture of things to try to help Eric Bieniemy a little bit. To let them know, like, hey, there's got to be a little give and take. It can't just always be rule with an iron fist, right? And, and again, you know, to your point of Ron Rivera, you know, maybe he knew this was coming. Yeah, he's had players complain to him. I'm sure some people in the media, maybe, you know how it's all made, the, how they make the donuts and all that. Somebody in the media might have told the head PR guy, hey, you know, some of the players have told him, like, you know, the enemy's tough. It's hard, blah, blah, blah. So maybe he knew this was coming down the tracks a little bit here, and he was prepared for it. Maybe that's why he was prepared for that answer. But Eric Bieniemy's probably sitting there going a little bit, going, wait, 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 wait. You, you know, Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, uh, uh, Jahan, you know, Dotson, John Dotson, all these guys. He's going, you know, you, you think you know hard work and all that. It, it, it's got to go to another level. You know, we were there, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyree Kill. There, we, nobody said a peep. We just go to work. We did it. And he's trying to create that culture. And it can be shocking to teams when you haven't been a part of that for a while. You, you see that all the time. Um, so hopefully in the big picture of things, this does, you know, a solid for Eric Bieniemy. But, again, I didn't think Ron Rivera, at least the way he said it, was too critical of it. Maybe could have backed him up a little bit more, like you said. Uh, and hopefully this doesn't become an issue as we continue through training camp. And I remember when the Panthers were on the Amazon All or Nothing series, Ron Rivera, a very different guy, when he's pissed off in the locker room at halftime of a game where they're getting their asses kicked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he knows how to bring the intensity when he needs to bring the intensity. So it's not like he's the exact opposite of Eric Bieniemy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Biennemi at least got a chance to speak for himself on the subject yesterday after Coach Rivera did. Here's Eric Biennemi from his Tuesday meeting with reporters. One thing I am, I'm an open book, and I always invite players in. But also, too, as I've I've gone through this process, yes, I am uh, intense. And I would be afraid, too, to start if I didn't know him. But on top of that, one thing they do appreciate is this. I'm always going to be up front, and I'm always going to be honest. Just like I stated when I first got here, we all got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable, okay? There's some new demands and expectations that I expect. I expect us to be the team that we're supposed to be. It's not going to be easy, and everybody ain't going to like the process. But when it's all said and done with, my job is to make sure that we're doing it the right way. There's a way to do it. Now, do they understand that? Yes, because they're seeing the results. Will everybody buy in? I believe so. But if not, it's okay. Because you know what? My number one job is to help take these guys to another level and I can see it because when you think about where we started in the spring to where we are right now we're making a lot of strides I'm proud of these guys it's been some excuse my language some good to watch sorry mom uh (laughs) sorry coach so uh yeah uh but 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 look I I thought he was going to say Will all of them buy into it? Probably not, but that's okay. We got 90 guys out there. There's only going to be 53 when it's all said and done. If you don't buy out, buy in, you, you, you buy out. And uh, I love the comment, you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. You, 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 what, what they've been doing hasn't worked. Exactly, Mike. That's the bottom line. Right. This is what happens when you dramatically change a culture, when you try to take a team that knows nothing about playing in the postseason much less winning in the postseason and you attempt to inject a championship mindset he's bringing with him from kansas city five years of working with patrick mahomes and andy Reid together and everything great that has flowed from that and he can put he can put a ring on each middle finger if these guys don't like it and he can show it to them that that's what we're trying to do this is the standard we're trying to meet. And if you don't like it, see you later. Yeah. We want volunteers, not hostages. Right. Bye-bye. Go do something else. Football's not for you if you can't deal with what I'm trying to do to make you the best you can be. That, that's exactly it. it. It's not always easy, you know, but being great's not easy. Yeah, we can be comfortable in 6-11 and 11 and 7-10 and 10 again. Great. Great. Oh, we'll have fun and tell jokes and all that. 
Or we can be in reality. Wear right? Gilligan hats. Well, yeah, right. Or we can be in reality and realize that the NFL season's actually going to have more uncomfortable moments than, than comfortable ones. And we better get used to adjusting to them. Right? You're going to, hey, even the Chiefs, hey, you're, we got our star quarterback. He's limping around. It's uncomfortable. We got to overcome it. Oh, it's the Eagles. It's the greatest team we've seen built on a football field in the last 15 years. It's going to be uncomfortable to beat them. Right? That's what he's trying to do. And, and things have been a little warm and cozy there in Washington in that end. And look at the results, you know? So that, that's what he's trying to change. You said it look right. The, yeah, look, 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 look at that graphic. Right. Look at that graphic. Exactly. Look at the Chiefs. Exactly. Look at the commanders over the last five years. Yeah. You don't win in the NFL when your offense is that god-awful. 29 last, 25, 23, 24. You can't win no. if your offense is that bad. Defense wins championships, but offense is what gets you to the postseason. Yeah. Bad offense, you're not going anywhere. And, and right, and I'm not, and, and 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 I'm not sure. You know, defense wins championship is a thing anymore. I, I don't Sometimes even know if it, it is. You know, yeah. I mean, I know what pass you're saying. Pass rush can. Right. Pass I, rush I know. can. I'm with you. I'm just saying. You know, we see some teams now with great offenses, and they can overcome it and all that. But you're you're right. I I, I know what you're saying all the way. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is what has to be done. You know, there's more there's more videos and and things of Eric Bieniemy. Yelling at the greatest quarterback of our little era right now in Patrick Mahomes, and we've seen anybody in Washington yelling at any quarterback on the sidelines there. I mean, we can find a few videos every year of Eric Bieniemy getting in Patrick Mahomes' face, Tyreek Hill's face. Good, good, the list goes on and on. Washington, maybe that's what they need is some people in your face a little bit. You know, I don't know. I'm old school. I grew up at a house where, you know, as my dad always says, he didn't realize his name started with a PH until he retired because it was always effing Sims, effing Sims. You know, Bill Parcells was the coach. I, I, that's the, I don't know. I grew up in the 80s. I know Bill Walsh was a jerk of all jerks to the staff, the players, and it resulted in three Super Bowls. That's the way it goes. Jimmy Johnson. What do you think that was? A water, you know, a water park camp over there in Dallas? He was crazy. You know, Chuck Knoll, your Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know. I never saw the guy smile ever in Pittsburgh. What do you think that was going on? Vince Lombardi. Terry is Bradshaw famous. never got along. Right. Never got along with exactly. Terry Bradshaw. Right. It goes into what Bianami's saying. You know, he's embracing the uncomfortableness there. Vince Lombardi is famous for being a jerk. You got to be a jerk to be a great head coach most of the times. You got to find that balance to a degree, and maybe that's where Ron Rivera was going in on it. But, you know, football is it's tough. And, and usually the tough coaches who coach their team tough and have no nonsense, no excuses, they're the ones that, you know, succeed a lot in this league. One of my regrets for the quarterback series that we talked about previously, and it was all the rage last month, there were no scenes of any interaction between Eric Bieniemy. And Patrick Mahomes, nothing, nothing. And very yeah. limited Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That was one of the ground rules that Reid right. set. No filming of meetings. And I suspect it was also, we don't need anyone else to know how the sausage gets made. I would we think so. We don't need others to understand. And, what you know, maybe these commanders players would, would, would understand it if they saw on the quarterback series Eric Bieniemy giving it to Patrick Mahomes the way Biennemi is giving it to right. them. So there may have been some method to that madness. You don't want other players to buy into what it takes to be great, then it's harder to be the greatest if other teams are committed to also being great. But Tyreek Hill, the voice of reason on this, who would have had that on well, the bingo card? Tyreek yeah. Hill chimes in oh. and says, there is no other coach that has your back 
like EB. It's tough, but I promise it will make you better. That's Tyree Kill, who was with the enemy for many years in Kansas City. Yeah, look at Jamal Charles underneath that. I love EB. I know he a different coach, but I know one thing. He can take take another level, though, you know? So they're, they're trying to tell you that. Uh, th- that's what they're saying. And, and, and just give it time. You know, he'll have – there'll be a time where he puts his arm around you. People always used to tell me, right, with John Gruden, right, when he's – when he ain't yelling at you and when he ain't talking to you, that's when he's giving up to you. When he's on your ass and yelling at you all the time and on you all the time, that means he sees something in you and he, bring, he wants to bring the best out in you, right? That's a lot, of, a lot of the way these coaches, you know, act and react. Now, you know, of course, it'll help once they get out in the field and they have some results and all of a sudden they go, damn, we're kind of good at offense. You know, this guy is psycho in a good way. He's leading us in the right direction. But Tyree Kill understands what work is. He gets that. You know, he, he understands that completely, and that's why he's been embraced by Mike McDaniel, who's from a psycho and Kyle Shanahan in a lot of ways, and that's what they expect. So, you know, that's where I think there's a disconnect between some of the college programs and then some guys in the league just don't realize right now what some of the great teams are doing and the intensity in which they're approaching every day, and uh, it's kind of a culture shock, like they say. Okay, so... Let's rewind to the beginning of this yeah. conversation. Then. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love Ron Rivera. If there were a Ron Rivera fan club, and I don't know whether there is or isn't, I'd be at least one of the officers. Maybe not the president, but I'd be the treasurer. Okay, um, He's been a great coach in the NFL. He's right. been under some difficult circumstances at times, never had a great team, and, and he got the most out of the 2015 Panthers, got them as far as he could, and that's one of the examples of defense wins championships because it was that – Broncos pass rush that day that made the difference in Super Bowl 50. Sure. But, but this is what confuses me. Rivera's reaction to the question. Why not just say what we've said the past 10 minutes? Folks, Eric Bieniemy comes from Kansas City with a couple of Super Bowl rings. He knows a thing or two about what it takes to be great. And if these players have a problem with our effort to be great, they are in the wrong line of work. We are here not to just be good enough. We are here not to collect a paycheck. We are here to be great. Why not just say that? Mike, that's what I would have liked to have heard him say. Yeah. You know, don't give wiggle room. You know, don't give wiggle room to the media. Don't give wiggle room to your players right now. You know, it's a big year for Ron Rivera and everything that goes into it. So uh, that would be... What I would have advised, yeah, back the culture up, back the guy up. Let your players who are complaining, and, and again, I'm thinking about their football team, right? And I go, just as off the top of my head, other than, you know, they signed a right tackle, and you know, Wiley from Kansas City, the, the majority of that offense has never been anywhere or been anything unsuccessful. I'm just going through my brain real quick here. The two running backs, no. You know, Robinson was from Alabama. I'm sure he knows what worked, but the receivers, they're, they've been pretty much in Washington. Curtis Samuel was with Ron Rivera in Carolina. They don't have guys that have been to other teams and know what it takes to, to get to the Super Bowl and be that type of team. Even the defensive side of the ball. You know, I know I'm maybe forgetting a guy or two here, but there's certainly no star that that can bring that to the table there for Washington. So they're going to the phrase of like they don't even know what they don't know, and and that's what they're getting hit in the face with right now. 
I know that this is going to sound very get-off-my-lawn-ish, but I really don't care. I wonder if it is a generational thing. And I think back to some of the reactions I got when I dared to criticize Kirk Cousins for having this weird thing where he shuts down his entire football career one day a week during the season. And my take on that is if you truly want to be great, you can't wall it off for 24 hours one day a week I would agree. during football season I would agree. when you got seven months off and you got the rest of your life to not play football. You either want to be great or you don't. Right. I was having this conversation with my son not that long ago. You wake up one day and you ask yourself, do I want to be great or do I not want to be great? And you act accordingly as to however you resolve that question. Do I want to be great at what I do or do I not? It's a very simple choice. Very. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Right. If the answer is yes, guess what? Guess what? That's not the easier path. Guess what? You're going to make some sacrifices. You're going to be doing stuff when you don't feel like doing it. You're going to be dragging your ass out of bed at a time when you don't want to drag your ass out of bed. You're going to be staying up late at a time when you'd rather be doing something else. You're going to be working when you'd rather be playing video games. You're going to not go to that concert you'd like to go to out of town or up the road or whatever because you got other things that you need to do. And you are pursuing the path of great. So... And, you know, people ask me, and not that I've been all that successful, but hell, I don't work for a living. I get paid to talk about football. You make the choice at some point, whatever it is you choose to do. Do I want to be great or do I not? And you either make it consciously or it gets made for you. So what Eric Bieniemy is trying to get these guys to do is choose to be great. That's right. Right. You know, you need a, a battleship commander, not a cruise ship coordinator, right? That's what Bill Parcells used to say to my dad. It's always stuck in my brain. You know, even when you're not working, fake working. You know, that, that, that's what he used to say. He goes, Sims, I, he, dad, my dad will tell the story. He goes, Sims, Sims, you know, hey, hey, listen, I want you to work hard and all that. But, you know, if you got to bring a bunch of tapes and let the locker room watch you walk into the meeting room and you just go in there and go to sleep, that's fine. But uh, these guys need to see this stuff, right? He used to say that. You know that. what? They're, hey, some folks in New England might say Parcells perfected that later in his career, but I digress. <laughs> but but that's where, you know, that that's what, that's what again, you're you're spot on. That's what takes to, the, takes to be successful in football. I think that's why part of these, you know, personality tests and these traits and all those things are a big thing in football right now because teams like New England and the 49ers and, you know, all the, those type those type of places, they're looking for guys that, you know, like we say, we know that are a psycho in a good way. They're going to work. They're not going to ask questions. They're just going to do what the coach says, and it's going to be for the better of the team. You know, there is that. And to your point, Mike, I remember with, I got with Josh McDaniel in Denver, and, of course, he had just come from the GOAT and Brady and being – the best team for 10 years in a row and I remember him going guys guys Tuesday Tuesday that's not a day off for quarterbacks in the NFL Tom Brady never took a Tuesday off ever I mean come on we got the whole offseason to have days off and Tuesday we need to work still right and 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 I when he said that I was like yeah damn right I mean I was never a guy that just took Tuesday off in general anyways but I realized like man yeah Brady's doing it there's work to be done. There's more you can do. And let's go to the next level and push the limit that way. And I think that's where, you know, Eric Bieniemy is trying to instill that into his football team. They got to live it 24-7, like you're saying, Mike. A great example of the dynamic 
the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix, Untold Johnny Football, we wrote something about it just before the show started where he embraces the fact that he did nothing. He did nothing. He put in the work. Zero right. film. The, the, the Browns said to his agent, his iPad time is zero, zero minutes zero, and zero, zero point zero seconds. <laughs> right. Yes, zero, zero, zero. Right. I, I remember when they were considering starting him December of 2014. It was unknown whether it was going to be him or Brian Hoyer. The coaches were going to make the decision, and they were going to let them know Wednesday morning, and he goes to a Cavs game on Tuesday night. Right. So, and, and look, hey, you know, it's a free country. It's a free country. The right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness – includes the right to screw your life up if you choose to do so. Sure. But he had an opportunity there to just say, I'm going to start. I'm going to act accordingly. I'm going to start. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to put in the time. And this is why all that time and all that money and all that effort spent scouting players is ultimately worthless because there's no way to project which of these guys is going to embrace what it takes to be great and which ones are just trying to collect a paycheck Ride the gravy train as long as they can before they step off with whatever they're going to do for the rest of their life after their football career well, is over. I, I mean, uh, you, yeah, you don't know, but they do know to a degree. I, I'll disagree with you there. You know, well, they don't do a good job. Well, of some selecting of them the players. The caps, if that's the crap, case, yeah, well, again, hey, that's what happens when your owner comes in and tells you know, hey, the homeless guy off the street told me to drive Johnny Manziel. <laughs> He had plenty of people in the organization telling him this ain't the right pick. He did. So that one's their own fault, and they can, you know, eat that. But, yeah, you know, to your point, he didn't put in the time or effort. I mean, he, you know, had to be – he couldn't say the plays in the huddle. He had to be walked through that, and it was week 10 and whatever else. Oh, wait, wait. God God forbid. God forbid a rookie quarterback can't say the play. By week 10, I can say him, okay? That was the hanging offense. (laughs) By week 10, I can say him, okay? You jerk. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Uh, But, yeah, but but to to what you're saying, you know, yes, it's not a perfect system, right? But. You know, New England, they, they for a number of years got New England type of guys because of the, the personality testing. And, you know, like I said, the 49ers and Shanahan, they, they have a look in a certain way of guy they want that they know fits their culture. Does it work every time? No. But, you know, they can get close enough to where, you know, seven out of ten times they, 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 they get it right. Uh, so th- that's where the personality testing comes in. And, hey, right now they're going through some culture shock there in Washington on the o- offensive side of the ball. This is the first time a lot of those guys have come to, whoa, there's a dictator in the room. It's, it's, we've kind of been part of a democracy the last few years. Well, and football ain't that way. It's somebody that, you know, is the boss and he tells you what to do. And if he don't like it, then your ass is on the bench. And they're, they're learning that right now. Uh, and then there's the player who is so great that none of that stuff matters. And I could imagine what Deion Sanders would have said at New England if they had tried to get him to take a personality test on a visit. He would have said, when do you draft? I'll be gone then. See ya. <laughs> but take your to, personality to that test point, you too, you know, again, sideways. that's where, where, where I think there's a, 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 something is lost in translation. Like Deion Sanders, any story you ever hear about him? like the most intense practice guy you've ever seen in your life in Jerry Rice's face, shutting him down, like to the point where people had to be like, whoa, you know, you don't have to be this crazy every day in practice. 
That's what he's famous for. You know, I don't think people realize that's what made Ray Lewis Ray Lewis or Reggie White Reggie White. You know, so many of the greats that I was fortunate to be around, Brian Dawkins, Ty Law, I got to see their psychoness for how and how professional they were and attacking it day by day and what they did. Kevin Mawai, the center for the, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that, that's where I think sometimes the public just goes, oh, these guys are cool and they're just naturally gifted. And I want to say, no, nine out of ten times, like that guy that you think is cool and naturally gifted is the biggest gym rat in the, the locker room. You know, he's just cool and he plays cool, but he's really a nerd and just wants to work out and go throw footballs and work on his drills and go home and watch more football and watch hard knocks and watch highlights. That's what the really great ones do. They're obsessed with it. Like you are writing articles for pro football talk and following the league. That, that's what you got to do if you want to be successful. Yeah, you don't just roll out of bed and go play at a high level in the NFL. There's like very a short few guys list. have that kind of God-given right. skill. Right. You still have to have the determination, the will, and the ethic to put in the time to get the results. It looks easy because they make it look easy. Right. Not because it is easy, but because they're so prepared. And when no one is watching, they've put in the time and they've put in the effort that they make it look easy and people don't understand. I remember being in school. This I'm having flashbacks. You know, you get an A on the test and you got this friend that says, oh, I could get straight A's too if I studied. It's like, well, why don't you? <laughs> like, like, why don't you? You know, like, use it. If you got a brain, use it. If you got the great physical ability, use it. Get the most out of it. I think there's some biblical stuff about that. The parable of talents. What do you do with what you've been given? Do you just sit on it or do you do something with it? There's an obligation to do something with it. And the great football players are all quietly and discreetly busting their asses when the rest of us are sleeping That's or right. playing video games That's right. or otherwise not busting our asses. All right, let's take a break. Philosophical question. If you have two quarterbacks listed as QB1, do you actually have a QB1? We'll take that up next on this Wednesday edition of PFT Live. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.